This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Hello and welcome to our Sulin episode. Um, to start off with, I'd like to say there's nothing wrong with your system if you're going to hear, you know, in the background, soft sighing noises. Yes, or heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah, have you got your cold shower off to one side? You can pull the little handle I, and you get a little I spray have, of cold. Yes, yes you're going to need but it. I hope we, I hope we also, um, we're not just relying on her good looks as a character. I think she's got lots of other positives and benefits as a character as well. So She, I think, <laughs> out of all of the Blake Seven characters, she is the one who has gone up massively in my yes. estimation since we've been doing this podcast. Because I've said before, I didn't like her because she was coming along. I didn't like the show. You know, they got rid of the Liberator. They got yeah. rid of Blake, Jenna, Gan, now Callie. And now we've got this woman come along. So and, you- and do you think it's it's got she's gone up in your estimation because you can now distance from Callie being killed off, or that you can now actually watch her uh, sort of fairly without the idea? Do you think do you think the character and the acting has actually improved in your eyes, or you just didn't give her a fair shake? I don't think I, I I was at all fair <laughs> to her. Um, yes, there is that, and um, I can appreciate, you know, what Glynis Barber was doing more, because I can remember not liking her, and, you know, the very f- first few stories, she isn't given much to do. No, no, and not. And, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't like Glynis Barber's style of acting. Now I see what she's doing, you know, yeah. but back then it's just, it wasn't for me, and, and that's why I didn't buy season four on DVD until quite a while after it came out. Right. It, it was it was years afterwards before I got it because I just didn't care for it. I remember always liking Sue Lin. Now I don't know whether that's because I was, you know, a hormonal teenager. Um, but I, I agree with what you sort of said about the way she played it. I always thought she played it a bit too um, sort of estuary English, mm. sort of BBC style. <laughs> I could see her as a a companion in Doctor Who sort of thing. Um and I always thought she didn't she didn't quite have the built up character that the others had. Which of course she didn't, I suppose, because, you know, she came in very late on the day. Um but watching it since I enjoyed it on VHS and then D V D and then especially for doing for this podcast and you realise just just what an intelligent actress Glynis Barber is. Um because I used to watch her in other stuff. I mean, I, I used to enjoy Jane, uh, and I used to watch the occasional episode of um, what was that cop drama thing she was in with the American fella Dempsey and Makepeace. Dempsey and Makepeace. Couldn't think of the name. I used to in, sort of watch the occasional one of that, but I never really. I hated the guy in that. I thought he was a, a bit of a, an idiot. But that's um, Mr. Barber. They're still married, aren't they? Are they still? I didn't. Yeah, know. no, they're still married. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not fair, dude. 
Because that, yeah. that was her breakout role, really. Sue yes, wasn't yeah. a breakout role for Glynis Barber, and well, Jane really wasn't. No. It, it was Dempsey and Makepeace, wasn't it? I think Sue brought her to the attention of the press, the British press, um, and then Jane cemented her in the attention of the British press. But for the average viewer, yeah, it was Demp- Dempsey and Makepeace uh, by mm. a long way. That was huge at the time. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I, because... I've, got, I've got some old letter sets kicking about that Dempsey and make peace. I it, mean, it, for, it was, for a show there to get annuals so as well, set, wasn't yeah. there? Oh, um, yeah, and annuals. And I just remember watching it and thinking it was, <coughs> pardon me, thinking it was a bit sort of below par scripting. And I didn't like, I mean, even back then, you sort of, you twigged that it was nonsense where, you know, the American detective comes over and they let him keep his gun and they let him work in an American way, even though he's in Britain. It's like, yeah, the first court case would get kicked out, mate, and you'd be plonked back to the US um, so I remember even then thinking it was a bit silly I put it I put it up there with sort of Knight Rider and and stuff like that yeah it's of. like Cat's Eyes and all those <laughs> yeah. sort of shows oh god Cat's Eyes yeah do you remember that yeah, I, d- I didn't like any of those shows. I mean, I, I, I can remember when I was growing up, I really liked the Sweeney, and I liked yeah. the professionals, mainly because I wanted to be Bodie. Yeah, um, the Sweeney so- had that grittiness yes. that you were watching something you probably shouldn't watch. Um, professionals, yeah, everyone wanted to be Bodie or Doyle. No one wanted to be Cowley. Nobody so wanted to be Cowley. Yeah. And it was Brian Clemens who was writing yeah. that as well. So really you know, good. Very good stories. And you you can watch them back now, and they sort of hold up. They're, I mean, obviously, the period's dated, but the script is is really good. I mean, it's it's really funny show, actually. Um, I wonder if Dempsey and Makepeace would hold up, or whether... Dempsey and Makepeace... Dempsey and Makepeace in character. <laughs> no, Dempsey and Makepeace... Every time I go into my Sainsbury's, the box set yeah. is there. It's really? been there for years. <laughs> Gathering <laughs> dust, nobody dust buys it. it. Yeah. No, I, I always look <laughs> and it's always there, yes. I mean, were you watching Dempsey and Makepeace because of Glynis Barber? Is that why you watched I, it? Yeah, I watched the first one because of Glynis Barber, because it was, oh, a Blake Seven person in another show. And then I sort of, well, I, I never watched it, but like my mum and dad did. And so I would occasionally catch an episode if I was fleeting by. But I never watched it sort of as a oh I enjoy this show it was always eh, it's on mm. Glennis Barber of course you know um, um, looking like she is she is what what a, a term they used to say tabloid totty yeah you know she would be you know in all the papers and I remember Dempsey and Makepeace there was always a photo of her in some like waitress outfit in a skimpy waitress outfit and oh, oh boy when Jane came out she was yeah. in like the Daily Mirror every day wasn't she Oh yeah, she was always in the the, the papers. Um, Jane, yeah, Jane was a weird show. It, was very, it reminded me of Captain Zepp. Um, not that Captain Zepp used to get his kit off a lot of times, but it was filmed in the same way, wasn't it? It was like oh, yes. um, green screen show, so nothing was real. But it, it sort of, <coughs> for me, it had a nice sort of tongue in cheek uh, level. Um, see, I, I I quite when uh, do you remember when Dick Barton? Yes. came out as a TV show. And I, I used to like the Dick Barton books, and then I thought the TV show was so po-faced, it didn't really appeal to me um, as a youngster. And But I thought Jane did. And it was also, it was weird in that, like, my, my mum and dad were, I won't say they were sort of puritanical as far as, as anything, but the, you could watch as much violence as you wanted, but anything that, that smacked of rudeness. Mm-hmm. So, no, 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 no. But they, they allowed us to watch Jane. So, I mean... I imagine it. You watch it now, and it's so uh, tame. I would think. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's it's 
it, it's no stronger than anything you were seeing on the two Ronnies yeah, or, exactly, or Benny yes. Hill at the same time, was it? But I think they've buried it. I think, you know, the, oh, the makers of the show, yeah. I mean, I don't think it ever got a video release, let alone a DVD one. So. Well, it was and also, wasn't it weird five-minute episodes? They were, yeah, they, yeah. They were t- yeah, it was less than 10 minutes, yeah. definitely. I don't think Linus Barber talks about it at cocktail no, parties. No, I imagine not. It, it, it's not something on her resume that she would want to boast about, I don't think. Mm. But I think she should be proud of it, you know. It's, a, it's 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 of its time, isn't it? It is of its time. But I always remember from from Jane, I, and I don't know whether it was the makeup. I don't know if if it was the hairstyles. It, it was after Blake Seven, but she didn't look as as striking as she does in Blake no. Seven in that grey <laughs> jumpsuit. You know, no, no, you would think she... Glynis Barber yeah. in a in a suspendies. Yeah. Would be more alluring than Glynis Barber in a grey jumpsuit, but but no. I think that that goes to the the less is more, isn't it? I think mm. um, you're right. Shad, I, I don't know whether it was own, her own hair or whether done up in a 1940s fashion or a wig, but the hairstyle just wasn't very flattering. Um, but I do, yeah. I think I think there's something to be said for um, for sort of teasing rather than everything sort of on display at once. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the reason. Also, it has to be said, I think Sulin as a character is more appealing than Jane as the character was. <laughs> can you imagine if Su- yeah, can you imagine if Sulin if Sulin met Jane? Oh, I should just slap her one. It would so be the same as Sulin with Piri, wouldn't it? It would be yeah. exactly fact, the same yeah. relationship. <laughs> in fact, that's almost that's almost what Jane was, wasn't it? That's Piri every week yeah. as as a lead character. Yeah, it was it was a weird show. What a weird time it was then. Mm. All right, so we're going to talk Sulin, but I thought before yep. we talk about Sulin, of course, Sulin wasn't the very first time Glynis Barber was on. No, that's true. Blake We've 7. spoken about her before. Yes, yeah, there she was as the. Well, no, she wasn't the first ever Mutoid, was she? Or was um, she the first ever no, Mutoid? No, because Project Avalon came well after Seek, Locate, Destroy. Of course it did. Yeah, yes. she wasn't the first talking one. She was, but, the first, yeah. she was the first Mutoid we saw not up a tree. Not All right, okay. She's yeah. the she wasn't not, throwing nuts. Not, yeah. <laughs> the nut-free yeah. Mutoid. Yes, all right. she's the Mutoid for people with allergens. Okay, fair enough. Blake is here, sir, in the main laboratory. Blake? He's demanding to see you. He is demanding. I report only what I have been told, Commander. He also says you're to bring Avalon with you. How many of them are there? Just Blake, sir. Right, I'll deal with this. Project Avalon, that's the first time we ever see Glynis Barber, yes. and I, I thought she was really good in that. She's a totally different character to Sulin. Um, this, She's almost devoted to Travis in that, yeah. isn't she? She's... Uh, She's almost reverential to him, and and Glynis Barber's performance, this cold, clipped voice. I mean, to a degree, Sulin was cold and clipped, but this mutoid really was. And I yeah. always remember was... Glynis Barber, Glynis Mutoid, as we've called her before. She's always got a little like smirk on her yes. face. Yes, yeah. I think she, she seems to be enjoying her job, which is good. Um, I think the the mutoids were sort of they're very eager to for the command process, weren't they? So they, uh, yeah, they, she, she almost, you can almost see her eyes sort of misting over when she looks at uh, Travis. Um, but you're right. So I think Sulin, even though she spoke in a very clipped way and was very matter of fact, there was a, a warmth and a, a hint of a not so sensible nature behind that. I think that was part of the appeal, certainly for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she got some good one-liners, and I think 
I mean, one of my favourite sequences in uh, uh, in Headhunter where she's talking to Orbach. It's just it's superb. It rivals anything any Avon sequence, I mm-hmm. think, uh, for mm-hmm. for cleverness and and being played so well. Yeah, yeah. But all right, so we'll we'll, we'll move on yeah. from uh, Glynis Mutoid Glynis uh, again. Mutoid. Like I just said, there, you know, uh, she she looked much more attractive in a grey ju- jumpsuit than Jane in her suspendies, but she looked very attractive as a mutoid with that pasty on her head as well. So yeah, it's not <coughs> pardon me, not the best of looks. She does. She looks good in a bell staff, of course. So. Mm. Well, so so did Tarrant. So, That's true. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If Tarrant looks good in a bell staff, of course she's going to look better. You imagine if staff. if Tarrant and uh, Glennis Mutoid had babies, little bell staffed babies, they'd be uh, bell staffed babies. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of having a little romper suit, you've got yeah, a bell stuff. All you can hear at floor level is as the baby's crawling about, is Russell, 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 Russell. They'd have to call him Russell, wouldn't they? <laughs> Even if it's a girl. Yeah. Even if it's a girl, yeah. All right, so, okay, right, so then Sulin. 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 Now, this is, I've always had a, uh, I was going to say, I've always had a thing for Sulin. I've always had a thing about her first appearance because I would put money on it that this was meant to be a part played by an Asian lady because. All throughout this first episode, she's constantly referred to as Sue Lin, two, mm. two parts. Um, she's got a top knot. Mm-hmm. She's very cliched, you know, dangerous fighting sort of lady. I, I, I mean, I, I reckon that this was written for a, that they wanted to get an Asian face in this show. I'd, I'd put money on it. Okay. Well, not to derail your line of thought there, right. there is speculation, you know, that the, the Lin part of Su Lin is actually, because Su Lin is a Chris Boucher um, uh, um, creation, uh, his wife's name is Linda. Ah. And he has said it, it could be possible, but I don't know where I got the Sue bit from. Yeah. So that that might derail your uh, uh, idea might, there. I might, I might be wrong. It's just the way, especially Dorian, the way he pronounces it. Mm. It's very much a, a, a sort of, <coughs> it sounds very Chinese, very yeah. Asian to me. Well, whatever, what, 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 whatever yeah. her origins. I mean, I don't know if that is her first name or if it's her last name or, See, it, or it, what. It, it, it sort of puts it down if, if her name is Sue Lin. <laughs> Mrs. Lynn, that sort of, that, Lynn. that drops her uh, allure somewhat, doesn't it? I think that puts it that make that grounds her a bit too much. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are little uh, bits of information I've got near the end on yeah. on you know the background to the character, um, but um, no, I mean that's an interesting idea, and it's not one I'd ever uh, thought about. Um, yeah, she she uh, um, she gets a strong introduction though. She gets a very strong yeah. introduction, and for a, a season four character, she gets an awful lot more information on her than most yes. of the main characters ever did. Um, I mean, we're going to find out throughout season four, you know, that her family were from Earth, yeah. and they were some of the earliest settlers on Galda Prime. Um, and yeah, course, she gets she gets quite a quite a, like you say quite a bit of information and quite a bit of uh, time devoted to a re- sort of spread over. 
apart from the first few episodes, like you say, she sort of disappears, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we get her introduction and some of her backstory in Rescue, and we get the rest of it, basically, in Blake at the end. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, her family were murdered when, you know, they realised that the farmers were in the way of, you know, prospecting underneath the ground. Yeah. And um, she was eight at that time. She was eight when uh, that happened. Um, we never find out how she managed to survive her family being murdered, but not her. Um, and she was later on in her life trained as a gunslinger um, by one of the men responsible for her family's murder, and she eventually murdered him. So it's obvious, obviously she's had that, you know, that intent. Yeah. She's gone along with it. I don't know why, if you're a group of people who have murdered these people, you then train one of them, unless that guy didn't know that she was a survivor and just well, assumed she was dead. Yeah, this seems to be a sort of a... a, a a trope almost doesn't it on on shows where bad guys will massacre uh, a family or a community or you know a group of people and then take the youngest one and train them and they turn against them so do they never learn do no. they not think this would be a, a slightly bad idea it is a trope isn't it and yeah. they've used it or so, chris yeah. has used it here yeah scorpio scorpio this is base do you copy scorpio Scorpio, this is Base. Do you copy? This is Zenon Base calling Scorpio. Do you copy? Come on, Dorian. I had to wake up. I don't see why you shouldn't. Wake up, Dorian. Do as the lady says, Dorian. Wake up now or sleep for good. The choice is yours. How did you know? That little tap on the head didn't put you out for more than ten minutes. Well, why did you wait till now? Because there wasn't anything you could do for me until now. Dorian! I'm going to override that creepy flight computer of yours and leave you in orbit while I catch up on my sleep unless you answer me now. Answer? You're gonna kill me anyway, sooner or later. You would prefer it sooner? Um, so, yes, her very first appearance um, is as Dorian's companion on Zen and Base in Rescue. Do you Rescue. think they're boyfriend, girlfriend? How do you think they met? What's, right. what's the relationship here? This is my first question yeah. of, the, uh, of this one. Um, she is... We didn't really talk about this when we talked about Dorian, but Dorian needs people to come along that he feeds to the Gestalt. Yes. The Gestalt gets healthier he gets younger again, yes? Correct, so, yeah. And, and the only body we ever see down in, in the dungeons of Xenon Base is the original one. We, that, that, yeah. we, we assume that was the original one. The guy who we then found out was one of the judges on Strictly Come Dancing, um, Bruno, wasn't it? It um, was, yes. <laughs> so, so, so every so often, I don't know how often, Dorian has to go out in the Scorpio yeah. luring people back take him down there, down below, and they're done away with, and he's rejuvenated. Now, at some point, he meets Sulin, and Sulin comes along and sets up on Zenon Base, obviously not to be fed at that point too. No, I don't... Gestalt. Yeah, so I don't know whether Dorian's hired her as, as sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, security, or... Because, again, so... We say sort of using the euphemism companion. I mean, I'd love to know what their contract was between them. 
because he obviously kisses her at one point mm-hmm. quite quite roughly. She doesn't seem to be overly into it. No, not um, at all. <laughs> but she also doesn't seem to be the person that would put up with that if she didn't want to do it. I think even you know if 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 she was hired as security and her boss started doing that, I think she would rapidly kill the boss. Um, so I think that I don't know. Is there some sort of was there was there originally some sort of romantic link between them? Um, yeah, it's, because, it's quite confusing. Yeah, but of course, you know, a lot of the confusion is the fact that the first few stories of season four were written with Callie yes, still in them. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's why really Sulin in this story serves no purpose whatsoever. She didn't have no. to be there, you know, talking to Dorian. Dorian could have landed the Scorpio without her. He could have, you know, switched Avon's do, clip later yeah. on. Do we know whether whether Sulin was a character in this or the whatever that she might have been called? Was there a Dorian companion, stroke partner, stroke whatever? In the story when it was originally with Callie involved, I don't think so. I, I, so you I think really she's been inserted, so. sort of, completely into this? It wasn't I think even so there. because she serves no, no purpose. As I say, no, no, I mean, no, you, you, no, you, no. you could eliminate her. She doesn't yeah. need to be in at all. As I say, Dorian can change the put blanks in Avon's gun yeah. while he's showering. When they go down into the dungeon at the end, she serves absolutely no purpose. She just stands there with the others. And then, you know, disappears for most of the next story. Yeah. So know? a really interesting exercise would be to rewrite this with Callie as if it was a the series would have continued with the Liberator, etc., wouldn't it? You could this would be a really interesting rewrite. Mm. Um, mm. Because she doesn't come across uh, to me, certainly, that she's been long on Xenon base. She's been there long enough that she knows she's she's used to Dorian coming back in, so Dorian's obviously gallivanting about somewhere. But she doesn't strike me that she's been there for like more than a couple of months, if that. Well, she can't have been there long because <laughs> she doesn't know anything about the Gestalt, does she? You know, when when when, no. when Dorian tells Avon, that is news to her as well. You yeah. Know? So he, he obviously didn't bring her in, unless he was planning to. I mean, how would you bring that up in your conversation? You know, well, your duties are mainly going to be well, making the tea, cleaning the toilets, doing the showers, get me victims from my gestalt. What? What? <laughs> what yeah, because um, there's no way he can come back with a victim and no. get the victim down there without Sulin finding out. Either, you know, um, you know, he had this plan all along, or if he couldn't find the Liberator crew, she was going to be the next victim. She was going to do it, yeah. So, it could be. I mean, you know, you, you know, he's centuries old, Dorian. It could be yeah. that every victim he has, he does have a relationship could with. Could be, yeah. Until such time that he starts getting weary and weak and done, it's like, okay, your time's up. So that could have been yeah. Sulin's fate if he hadn't then realised the Liberator has exploded, you know, nearby. Yeah, it could, could be. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. She was going to be the next victim. All right, well, she's not the next victim. So here she is. This is the first time we ever see her. Um, yes, yeah, so, so we should rate Sulin's hairstyles. I'm well, not I, that's exactly what I was about to yeah. say. No, yeah. this is this is my, my least favourite hairstyle. Of yeah. course, yes. She had a different hairstyle each story. And the yeah. reason for that was to rather to placate Glynis Barber because she had watched, you know, the first three seasons. Oh, there's lots of different outfits. When season four starts, sorry, we've got no money. You're in a grey jumpsuit for the whole thing. Yeah. Has, um, 
has Glenn's Barber ever said this? This this strikes me as something a man would say. Yes, yeah. This doesn't. I mean, I I, I mean, I'm pretty certain uh, actresses are not shallow enough that they would. I hope not. I, I, I hope it's not a case that she had a hissy fit, and, yeah. and this was a way to placate. They went, "Don't worry, dear. We'll do your hairy episode." I think it. I think pat, it. Pat, pat. It's the the, the 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 BBC's attitude was, "Sorry, we've only got enough money for one suit, but to make you look a bit different, we'll change your hair each time." You know. <laughs> yeah. Which then raises the next question: Who is doing her hair each time? Is this Dana doing her hair for her? Because each each week we had a different hairstyle, some much more elaborate than others. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could see Dana doing her hair because in in Dana's first episode, she's she's very um, besties with Servalan, isn't she? And then later mm. on in the series, <coughs> we get them ganging up on Villa, Sulin mm. and, and Dana ganging up on Villa. Uh, in a joke, I mean, not a talent way, not a rough way. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd be ganged up on by Dana and Sulin. Um, <laughs> Pull that cord. You need a little yes. cold shower. Yes. And... <laughs> um, we should insert yeah, so comedy I, size yeah. all the way through this. <laughs> um, I could see Dana doing it. Or they might, I mean, for some, I mean, uh, Dorian, because he, he had his drawn on sideburns, of course. Um, Dorian looked like a yeah, hairdresser. He did. Definitely. Perhaps he's invented a, a, an automated yes. hairdresser. <laughs> so, like Slave, but he's Teasy Weezy or something. I don't Mr. know. Teasy Could Weezy. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that could yeah. explain Avon's uh, son. What, the Buffon? Yeah. yeah. He, went, he visited Dorian's hairdresser. And and Terence Perm gets massive in some of the season four uh, <laughs> stories yeah. as well. well the, the only other alternative is that. Every month, Dorian had one of the uh, Gunthar's guys, Gunthar's guys coming in and doing the hair. So he and was so, Mr. Yeah, Teasy Weezy. He was Mr. Teasy. He had he had two sticks like curling tongs, and he could do your hair. <laughs> could explain. Well, it. well, well, whatever. Yeah, no, I don't like this. I think this is my least favourite. This piled yes. up ponytail thing that she's uh, sporting. I do. Um, I do like her jumpsuit though. I do. Do you? Yeah, I quite like that jumpsuit. Um, I think the only the the jumpsuits in season four, because for some reason Dorian seemed jumpsuit mad, so everyone ends up wearing a jumpsuit, and some of them are good, like you know uh, Avon's and Villas, and I think Sulin's. Some are bad, like Tarrant's. Mm. Um, I can't for it shows. I mean, we, we tying back to Dana last week. I can't remember Dana's outfit at all. I don't actually. I don't remember a jumpsuit. Was she in a jumpsuit? Oh, isn't that terrible? <laughs> terrible isn't that terrible? Isn't Everyone yeah. else was, so I imagine she was. But yeah, oh dear, oh dear, I feel terrible now. Poor old Dana. Says right for being so dull. Yeah, okay. um, but we were—I mean, we remember every detail of Sulin's jumpsuit, don't we? Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she knows the Scorpio's on its return, and yes. and straight away we get a hint of her character because she's, she's quite. Yeah. She she's is sassy. feisty, you know. Come on, Dorian, I had to wake up. Don't see why you don't have to. And she threatens to leave him in orbit. If yeah. he doesn't doesn't wake up, um, which again suggests that I mean that that's again a very sort of they know each other well mm. type type thing, and you wouldn't do that to to someone you didn't know or your boss or so. I think there's definitely got to be a romantic element here. I think yeah. they've gone off the boil recently. Yeah, and that could be why Dorian thought. Mm, I'm yeah, I'm going to get someone else. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting uh, Green Gilbert, the Sea Devil, to uh, have a go at you, Gilbert. Yeah. Now, I think, you know, I th- I think by the time, you know, 
season four uh, came out. It had been yep. in Radio Times, and it, but I think the Blake Seven Monthly was out. <laughs> and she had already yes. been trumpeted as a gunslinger. Yes. Um, yep. Okay. But the next time we see her, she's just serving the drinks and getting that snog from Dorian. I think if we hadn't been told that she's going to be a gunslinger, we would have just watched that and gone, oh, she's like a pula or someone like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it does it does allow you, because you're not used to, she's not made a big fuss of being dangerous. You do get the, the absolutely brilliant scene where she outdraws Avon, well, even though he's really slow, but he's meant to be fast. Um, I love that scene. I think that's really good. But but yeah, I like you're... Paul Darrow's face. He yes. is <laughs> act oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Paul Darrow sells Sulin's gun skills. But I do quite like the fact that she never harks on about it, because actual dangerous people that are good with weaponry you know, don't hark on and keep going on about how they can use nunchucks or they got you know they've killed so many people she's i think she's playing it very intelligently right i, I was going to talk about this later on but let's do it here because this scene where you know dorian says she's fast and she draws her gun yeah. out out draws avon and dana and tarrant you know um and then just, yeah, without gloating, just puts it away again. It's almost an automatic reaction, right? Yeah. Now, we have talked about on this show the idea, this speculation, that Sulin actually is an android. Yes, yeah, which I does, I think holds a bit of water. I don't think there's, there's enough to say that she definitely is, but <coughs> there's nothing that says she isn't. And she is, I mean, she's very quick. She is very much like... Um, What's his face? The uh, the gunslinging android. Vinny. Vinny. Because we yes. were talking about maybe she's yeah. another model, yeah. much like Vinny. Because we were almost in replicant territory with Vinny. Because they that that there was talk there that he most probably doesn't even know that he's an android. Yeah. You know, he's been programmed as a gunslinger. Well, why can't Sulin be an android that's programmed as a gunslinger? And all those memories about Gauda Prime are all false memories. Yeah, she had no family. She's an android. And I was thinking about this. You n I, Correct me on Facebook, folks, if I'm wrong. I don't think at any time you ever see Sulin eat or drink. Mm, I wouldn't like to say on that one. <coughs> <coughs> So, but I, I quite like I mean, the it, idea. And yeah. of course, if she is an android, it means she survived Gauda Prime. Hooray! Sulin's not yeah, dead. which is good. Um, yeah, we can have the adventures of Android Sulin running around. Um, I quite like the android theory. I mean, I can only think of one thing that goes against it, but it, it might not depend on whether you think they're androids or replicants or whatever, is that doesn't Dorian say that one of the seven is missing, but Sulin can take that oh, place? Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Scrap that so, idea. Yeah. So that's thought, the only thing I can think against it. No, I thought of another thing just then, and that's yeah. that Dorian snogged it, you know? Well, do you know what? I was I was thinking that's a good point in that favour, because he's the sort of person who would buy a, a gunslinging sex spot, isn't he? Yes, <laughs> sex spot. Oh, no, that, oh, I had completely forgotten about it. All right, that blows yeah. the whole Sulin is an android um, Well, unless these androids are so advanced that they do have emotions, whatever it was that the, uh, the sea devil used to eat. <laughs> yeah, mm. emotions, empathy, whatever it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, we don't see her again after after that scene where um, you know she outdraws, she goes yeah. off, which is making me think that she's a late addition. You know, you next yeah, see I her. Think so, yeah. 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 She 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 just turns up when when Dorian's you know um, you know explaining to Avon, you know, down below there is a room, it's a chamber, blah, blah, blah. and she comes in, and then he's he's swapped 
her gun for blanks yeah. and she's going to go down there as well um and the last time we ever see her in in the very first story she's just way in the background again i don't she's got no lines after that she's just standing there dorian starts his ott death and you don't yeah, see her again she, yeah she legs it i think so i mean the, the only thing that <coughs> that annoys me a little bit is that dorian managed to get hold of her gun and swap the ammunition for blanks and she didn't notice without maybe she was showering as well could be but she strikes me as the sort of person that would check her you know check her gun on a regular Mm. basis um but i quite like to think that she she realized that that the others would be uh with dorian dead the others would be ganging up or do you Mm. think she went up thinking i'm going to get to the scorpio before this lot do she must know about the whole uh, the key thing, and it's got you know that it, it's got to be set every forty eight hours. She must well, that, know all that. Sure, well, surely. I don't know. <coughs> Pardon me, because would you? So they say that every twenty four hours, Dorian's got a key in this code. Yes. So is it that Dorian's got a key, and or she knows it as well? Because you wouldn't want to be left behind on the base when someone goes off to do something off planet, knowing that if he's if he's an hour late, you go yeah. boom boom. It's I can't see her wanting to do it. I think that would put that would put her in such a position of of uh, of being under someone else's power that the character of Sulin wouldn't want that. So I I think either she didn't know or she knew the code as well. But, but then if she knew the code, why wouldn't she steal the ship? There you go. I would have thought yeah. if she knew it, she'd be off because yeah. we don't know Ooh. how Dorian met Sulin or what Sulin no. was doing because she she arrives at the very end of the next story power yeah. um and and she says i i sell my skill right yes. so you can assume she's some sort of a mercenary yeah she's a yeah. mercenary so she's a gun, she's a gun for hire isn't she have gun so travel you have a ship there you can go off by yourself have your own ship and go I was off just and have thinking your adventures though, do we ever see a pilot in or doing anything like that perhaps she can't fly oh, no. oh and of course slave is keyed only to dorian's yeah. voice that's why yeah. she can't leg it. All right, so in power then, right? Yeah. Why does she hide? And uh, well, the, the real—I suppose the real reason is she wasn't in that episode, and it was a late edition. Mm-hmm. So true. probably, <coughs> I imagine that final scene was filmed either the week after or the week before, and she wasn't actually hired for that recording block. Um, but story-wise, as in, as in 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 universe-wise. Um, I don't know, because it's not like she'd be scared of the others. She's not going to do what Villa does in Headhunter, no. which is just hide in a cupboard. Surely Perhaps she not. was. Perhaps she was just stuck in a cupboard. Maybe she went off and saw Gunsar or something. Yeah. You know? She might have been trying to do a deal with Gunsar or the others. Although yeah. I think she'd find the... the, she'd find the uh, Those women she yeah, would like. She would find them insipid, wouldn't she? Mm, mm. But she appears at the end, right? And they say, oh, you give your allegiance easily and I don't give it at all. I sell my skill. And, she, and we yeah. get that terrific gun uh, moment drawn again. And she looks yeah. really good. That's a good way of ending it. She's I also the only s- one that seems to manage to be able to draw the clip gun without breaking it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so she's um, practiced, yes. does Glynis. Yes. I, I, I sell my skill. Do we take it from that that they actually pay her? I mean, why is she with the Scorpio crew? What is she getting out of staying with Yeah, this I don't... Other than... Because she could have got... Because presumably before Dorian, she had a life. Mm. She got she made her way in the galaxy. So she could have just got them to give her a lift elsewhere. So yeah, I think there must have been some sort of payment system. 
Yeah, I didn't think about that. But what you said earlier, you know, she, you never see her flying anything. So she hasn't yeah. got any pilot skills. Therefore, she's either got to pay her way <coughs> for passage yeah. or, or hitch a ride or something. So she's basically hitching a ride. Was she going to just, like, get off at a planet when it suited her and go, right, that's enough, I'm off? I don't know. I think this is this is where season four suffers, and we've mentioned it before, that, that none of these people other than Avon, would want to stick around or have any reason to stick around in season four. Hmm. Hmm. All right, third story, Traitor. Okay, Um, that's another story that was written with Callie in mind, um, and that's why you don't get, you know, Sulin doing much. Her hair's better, though. Yes, her much better hairstyle. In in that story. Um, Callie's lines were just simply given to Sulin, um, but they had to make changes, all right? Um including some of the lines were removed so she doesn't know Blake, all right? And that really nice moment between Villa and Sulin where um, Villa says everyone came from Earth originally, it's a well-known fact, and she says it's a well-known opinion, actually, okay? That originally was between Villa and Callie, okay? Which sort of makes a bit more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, Callie's line was, I didn't know the Helots were originally from Earth. Villa says, then you don't know your history. And Callie comes back with, your history isn't mine, Villa. Yeah. So that's what that all had to be deleted. And then we've got the one that we did yeah. have, you know? Which sort of, yeah, sort of makes a bit more sense that Callie would be the one questioning. Because I imagine Sudan probably wouldn't care one way or the other. <laughs> no, no. Now, you know... Obviously, you know, Glynis Barber, very last minute, you know, uh, character brought in and therefore she was brought in. Um, even though we're only three stories in and these are, you know, Callie stories, you know, that have been tweaked. I still think it's it's got a nice exchange. That that moment that she has between Avon and her with Paul Darrow going a bit, you know, yeah. pantomime about three good reasons not to like Tarrant. She's really good in that bit. Yeah. Yeah, she's just she's sat there good, watching yeah. people, isn't she? And 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 you, you know, Villa's just been going on about, oh, that idiot's <coughs> gonna get arrested, blah blah blah, blah. And she's just like on that on that sunbed thing, going, he doesn't have much time for Tarrant, does he? And yeah. you know, she's really good in it. Yeah, I think she she gels really well with the rest of the cute, uh, crew really quickly. Um, she, yeah, it, it's a nice little scene, and it's I always like little scenes like this where it it is discussing like real people would. You know, real people don't talk about one focused thing all the time. No. And and, and it's obvious. Yes, yeah. And and it's obvious there has been small talk between the stories. You know, they have obviously filled her in on on their backstory because she knows about Serverland. She says, I thought you said Serverland was dead, you know. So they have told her, (coughs) you know, about Serverland and what had happened on on Terminal, hadn't they? Yeah. So do you think they just sit around the Xenon base discussing old times like Villa goes Avon tell us again about the time that you uh, you did this blah 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 you chased after your old girlfriend blah 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 yeah I'd be nice to to think that they did that yeah I mean if they did do that it would be nice but if they did do that that was all one-sided of course because she doesn't tell them about her backstory until Blake, when we find out about the whole game. Well, I, I imagine they, they were taking it in turns. Every time they got to Tarrant, he took up the rest of the evening. <laughs> the rest of the yeah. month. She's got more meat in Star, Do- Star Drive. Yes, um, yeah, she does a, a bit in this one. Yeah, I, I like how she's indignant when she realises Avon has sent Villa and Dana into a trap. Yeah, I don't know whether she's indignant 
for them or whether she's just indignant that it implies that he might one day do it to, do it her, to her, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I think it's more that. Yeah. yeah. I do think she has she has a bit of loyalty though, doesn't she, to them? But she's got a code, yeah. definitely. Got a code, yeah. But again, definitely code. suggests more of the the mercenary than the friend, isn't it? Mm, would you say yeah. she would you say she your fr- that she's friends with them? So I don't think no, by this no. point she is, no. No, not at this point, no. no. Um, I like the assessment she gives of Dana. She says about yep. she handles a gun quite well. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, with a bit of training, she'll be all right. You know. Yeah. I, it, 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 we've, we said this on the Dana episode, you know, Sulin is now the third female character that's meant to be, you know, a fighter, isn't yes. she? Yes. Mm. Yeah, do you think given time they would have uh, sort of um, toned down... Sulin as well, or what, if there was a season five, yeah, yeah, they you... might have. They might have. They do seem very, very keen on this style of character. I mean, it is the um, the Emma Peel type thing again, isn't it? Kathy Gale style yes. character, um, which the writers seem very keen on, but then immediately don't know what to do with. No, it's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is, is it? Weird. I mean, I mean, imagine from a script writing point of view, it's quite problematic if you've got a supremely uh, confident and capable person because <laughs> mm. why would they ever fall into into problems mm. it's much easier to write for someone that's going to trip on the small hillock and injure their ankle and need rescue I suppose yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all right and um it's there in star drive where you she does get to show off her gun skills in that in in that ch- she does. long drawn out um chase around the quarry mm. um, and that's, I quite like that about Sulin as well that <coughs> pardon me uh, that she's when you do see her doing gunplay she's very good at it mm. unlike Dana who they keep they, you know we, we've said this before that they keep beefing up Dana as this very capable danger and every time she has to get into an action scene she's useless she's not convincing yeah not convincing at all or she'll get someone will get the drop on her or she just doesn't do what she needs to do Sulin always comes across as as a bit like Lilo in that she comes across as dangerous, as knowing what she's doing. Yeah. I think uh, Sula would very much be the shoot Travis without thinking about it. You know, she really good, a, a proper how it, how that character should be handled. Mm, mm. Uh, and again, like in Star Drive, you're right; she does get to shoot a lot of um, <coughs> space rats. Yeah, and and a, a big deal's not made of it, you know. No. You don't get a you know a cut to Tarrant giving her an admiring look or anything a wink. like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Giving her a wink. No, she would up. have shot him if yeah. he, if he had done that. She would have shot him. Yeah. Um, animals. That uh, oh, of dear. course originally was a Callie story, um, yep. but her part was transferred not to Sulin but to Dana. I wonder and, why that was. Why didn't they give it to Sulin? I can't. Oh, that would be awful. Can you imagine? If... It would have been terrible. But at least would. I mean, it would have taken away a lot of the, the weird sort of pedophile, vibes that you get off of it. Yeah, but, but she then would I have had to have it, said yeah. all those lines, wouldn't she? She would have just shot. Uh, what's his face when she Justin. Shot Justin in the head and Og and all the others. And Og, yeah. yeah, yeah. She'd have put Og down straight away. Yeah. Um, next up after that is Headhunter, and I'm guessing this was oh. the very first story written after her th- creation, th- and she's got much more to do. Yeah, I think you must be right because this is her her character is brilliant in this. She gets some great scenes, great lines. I think this is this is one of the. I mean, I liked Rescue, but I think this was the first episode of season four where I thought, 
Oh, okay. Yep, it is actually really good. I know a lot of people don't like this episode. Um, I, I think it's one of the much, much stronger Series 4 episodes. Is production again, isn't it, that, yes. that, that lets yeah. it down? But no, she's really good. She's really good at comforting Vina at the yep. beginning uh, when, when she finds out that Muller's dead. Um, it's she and Dana that goes up to rescue um, yep. Tarrant and Villa from the Scorpio. Again, com- competent. Does yep. I mean, and again, the fact that she can, uh, she comforts uh, um, the Oxo lady uh, is great because she would be used to doing that as a mercenary. That's part, you know what I mean? She would be sympathetic yep. to people. Yeah, and <laughs> acting it very, very well. Very good, yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, the highlight of Headhunter is this lovely scene with Aurak oh, about superb. philosophy. Yeah. Brain and organ functions normal, prognosis healthy. Good. We can discuss philosophy now if you want. All organic humanoid life faces domination and eventual extinction. Nothing lasts forever. Evolution has already passed you by. Very soon now you must give way. To what? Your own cybernetic creations. You, for instance. It is vital that you render me inoperative. I'm sorry. You must then conceal me, securely, until you destroy the intruder, if you can destroy the intruder. Anything's possible when you're as insane as I obviously am. You must believe me, Sulin. I think I do believe you. That's what I meant about being insane. Then you'll do as I ask. Why not? Now. No sooner said than done. This, this this is you know up there in my favourite one of her moments, but also one of my favourite Orac moments. Yes, yeah. You know, not only just the philosophy one, but the one where he actually tries seducing her. <laughs> yes, Join us, Suli. Yeah. You know, we'll fulfil oh, oh, your yeah. every desire. And she's like, you wouldn't know where to start, mate. You know. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's, it it shows that she has got a sense of humour and she has got a <coughs> you know a personality more than just her one liner. Which all, mm. all, the, all the the good crew members have, um, yeah. I think this is one of my favourite Sulin. But I think it's torn between this and um, in Blake when she's talking about Gauda Prime and then she says about Avon and things like that. It's yeah, she does. She she handles it all really well. Comedy, the heavy dramatic stuff, the action. She's just, she's just a great package, isn't she? Yes. I mean, watching her with Aurac, you know, yeah. um, if, if if you just listen to the lines and ignore Sulin, she's almost like Avon, the way she yeah. talks to Aurac, you know? And Aurac re- responds to her almost as if she's Avon as well. You know, she, this whole or, thing or, about philosophy. Yeah. Aurac respects her and respects her viewpoint. He would never have this style of conversation in this tone with Villa. No. Or I mean, Dana, he, yeah, or, or Dana. I mean, I can't even. I can't remember Orak ever really speaking to Dana. Can you? Nope. I can't. No, <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? It's unbelievable. It's like she. It's like she just. <coughs> she's a memory eater. Yeah. You know, what was she even in that episode? No, I can't. Th- you know, I can't think of any exchange between Orak and and. There must Dana. have been at some point. Yeah, I mean, there's a few with Tarrant where he because he just gets annoyed with him, doesn't he? All the yes, time. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, I can't think of any. No, oh dear. Oh, um, that's not good, is it? Oh dear, oh dear. The next thing of note in this story, we've got that terrific moment with Villa in the cupboard. 
Yes, again, I love that bit. Is this a private yeah. game, or can anyone join in? Oh, we've been looking for you. What in yeah, there? She's starting <laughs> to get the she's starting to get the one-liners, the snazzy she is, one-liners. She is, she uh, is, absolutely. Um, but yeah, straight after that, you have got the seduction by Orac. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, next story after that is Assassin, <coughs> where she's Which, yeah, very I good think, again. Yeah, she's the, she's one of the few of the regular cast that comes out of this with any credit. Mm-hmm. Apart you from know. one thing. Right. Apart from one thing, I mean, I like the fact that you know she befriends Nebrox. Yeah. Um, I like the fact she takes an instant dislike to Perry. Yeah. And Top she. Marks for that. Yep. She's the one who figures it all out. Yep. But that sitting on the floor with her arm yeah. right out. You know, <laughs> that still niggles me. I can't blame the character or the actress for that. No. That's a crappy director that yeah. can't think of any more natural way to get that to happen. <laughs> it is so silly. Yeah, so it's, silly. It's very silly. Yeah. I mean, a, a five-year-old watching it would uh, would be shouting out, uh, "It's behind you!" Yeah. And of course, you've got her. You know, really bridling when Tarrant suggests that the reason she doesn't like Piri is because she's jealous. <laughs> yeah. I I think she could have fitted in and rivaled with one of Avon's lines. You know, where he says. Don't be stupid. Yeah. I think she could have said that then, and it would have been. She is. You're right. I've never thought of that. She is very Avon-like. She is Avon-like. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, we also have that brilliant moment where you know she uh, gives Perry a smack, and yes. Terence says, "You enjoyed that, didn't you?" And and Suling comes back with, "There's two classic ways of dealing with the hysterical women. You didn't expect me to kiss her, did you?" <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the next story was games, yep. um, which has a nice little Sulin segment, the whole shootout, shootout game yes. near the yep. end. And she says, finally, a game worth playing, you know? Yeah, because she's playing, she's playing herself, basically, isn't she? Yes, yeah. Um, Sand, she's not in it much at all, no. which makes well, me get, wonder if that's yeah. earlier in the shooting schedule and it was a Cali story. Could be, or like I, I've postulated, and I think you have as well, that it had nothing to do with Blake Seven and it was just another story and they just didn't, act, you know, there wasn't a part in that story for her. Mm. So, mm. I mean, to, fair do so. I mean, to me, that's another strength of Sulin that she wasn't in it much. <laughs> the worst yes. episode of season four and she's not yeah. in it that much. Um, she does get a couple of nice little lines, I seem to remember. Like, does she get a nice scene with Villa or something? I don't remember. Again, that's remember. That, 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 yeah. that's a memory sponge as well. Mm. Yeah, but straight after that, you've got gold, and yes. and, and and we're back on form yeah. there because oh, you I know love this. Yeah. she's teamed up with Avon, and we've said before that is a good double act. Yeah, they should that's... have been together a lot more. Yeah, she's she's um, she is a uh, 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 a one of Avon's peers, isn't she? She's right up there with him. She's yep. as competent as him, as clever as him. As dangerous as him. We're now saying we're, she, she's a female Avon, basically. She's a female you know? Avon, yeah. Um, she even she do, does the yeah. sorry after you. So, yeah, I was going to say she also plays really well off Roy Kinnear. But, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that bit where she rebuffs Keeler when he's yes. like, "Oh, my pretty Super, one," puts his yeah. arm round and all she does is pull the gun up into yeah. frame. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I was I was thinking of the comparison with Avon a lot when they're going around. All she needs to do is like fan her gun like he does. But yeah. when they're going around, you know, going around corners and sneaking around like that, they're almost mirroring in each other. Yeah. She again, because I think a lot of it as well is that both actors are acting the part, so their movements are correct. I mean, say what you like about Paul Darrow. I mean, he got a little bit cheesy towards the end, but 
you never for once believed that he wasn't doing what he was doing. He, like mm. when he went into a room or whether he, he drew his gun and that. And I think Glynis Barb is the same, that she's put so much effort into the body language. Yes. Um, and that's so important. And Dane is the exact opposite, where there is, the body language is, is that of, and also I have to say, Callie, for the most part in the fights, the body language is that of a, a BBC actress that yes. hasn't had much rehearsal time. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, also, it'd be nice you say about um, Avon, you know, fanning the gun and that. I suppose it, it would have been nice to have been seen a bit of ceiling fan action. <laughs> I wonder what you were going to say there, Sulin fan yeah. action. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and she shows her skills off in this one as well. I mean, I, I like that whole about, you, you know, Sulin killed them both. You know, yes. Because Keela really thinks, good, yeah. you know, Avon and Sulin did it, but, but she yeah. called them both. Um, and I like her acting when she's the doped up girlfriend yes. of Tarrant, you yeah. know, um, you know, because you would be doped up if you were Tarrant's girlfriend, wouldn't you? Oh, you'd have to be, wouldn't you? You would have to be. Although, judging up. by some of the uh, reactions to, because uh, uh, we're we're recording this like what two weeks before it comes out, so we've we've just had a lot of Tarrant action on the Facebook page, and people seem to like him, don't they? The girl yeah, is Tarrant like... love on the Facebook page yeah. today. It's good to see, despite <laughs> nice the see, uh, yeah. the photo that I put up, which I thought might actually. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's 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 gone people. up. He's gone up a, a, quite a bit in my estimation uh, while we've been doing this podcast. But mm. uh, not as much as ceiling. Not as but, much as ceiling, uh, no. But yeah, it's, um, <coughs> it, it's a good episode, uh, that, and it? Uh, gold. I like it that. is very good. Yeah, no, I like gold. That's one of my favourite mm. season fours. Um, next up, we've got Orbit, um, where there's not really I much I don't for remember her. she does much in that, does she? There's only one thing that I like her in, in that, is when... Um, Villa is telling her and Dana about oh, you know the, the scene that Avon had with Egrorian about you know yeah. you, you know quantum physics and everything yeah. you know yes, and, 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 and they're mocking yeah. him and he doesn't even yeah. realise that they're mocking yeah. him yeah yeah and again very nice that that was the scene I was referring to when very nice you get the feeling that that, that by this point Dana and Sulin are sort of friends yes. they're very yes. very teenage girly type mocking of him isn't it it's really it's nice it's, it's a very different yeah. sulin to the rescue sulin oh by, by this point yeah. so we've got character development you know she's letting her yeah. uh, uh barriers down isn't she yes which is again very unusual for this style of show isn't it there's not a, for most of the characters there's not that much character development as such <laughs> you know in in rescue dorian says to the sea devil about you know their their you know life together has made them strong yes, you know the yeah. unity and that i'm thinking that you know by the time you get around about headhunter and things like that she's been with them long enough that she is starting to now feel a bond with them you know yeah and i season four is i mean blake seven is was one of those things where you always get the idea there's adventures between the adventures and there's mm -hmm. life between the adventures but season four especially so i imagine a lot more happens in in the time from rescue to Blake than we see, mm. so they would they would bond, they would strike up friendships. They would, I mean, it's it's like a workplace, isn't it? There's some people you get on with, some people you don't, some people yeah, you bond yeah. with, some people you don't. But it's nice to see a bit of character development like that. Yeah, and again, nice to see a couple of you know a bit of uh, a bit of downtime. Not everything has to be pure drama. I like I like a bit of uh, normality, a bit mm. of taking the mick. Yes, yeah. Um, 
we were saying about maybe she has got morals, maybe she has got a code and that. And in oh, Warlord, I think, she, yeah. I, I, I think you get it a lot because in yeah. Warlord, you know, um, she is on Ziona's side. Yes. She this takes is, Ziona's yeah. side. Definitely, and And she definitely. doesn't care how much trouble she's going to get the crew in. No, you know. she's going to do the right thing. This is, I think, as much as I don't like Warlord, I think it's a very weak episode. I think the strongest thing in it is Sulin. She's really good in this. She, mm. she like you say, she bonds with Ziona. She's looking after her. Ziona naturally gravitates towards her as a confidant. Yes. Um, she judges the situation as an adult would, not as a uh, a parent would mm. so yeah yeah it's re- Sulin's really strong in this one yeah and of course she she goes off with Avon we got that double billing yeah, again that's haven't a we good, a good partnership yeah with yeah, the leaking, she, uh, guards oh, that, that, that's what lets it down because <laughs> yeah she finally she finally gets her costume changed doesn't she yes, she puts on yeah. a, a boiler suit to go I to really that, like her that in that boiler suit I have to say well, you know, even that, you know, the, the almost space rat suit that they wear in um, Headhunter, you know, that that terrible Scorpio yes. uh, uh, space suit where, you know, it's meant to be a space suit, but yeah, it's obviously really a motorbike good, helmet, you know, <laughs> with, with, with a fin yeah. on the top. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, we, that's not a bad little battle scene, Avon and Sulin against yeah. the Federation guards, except you've got the trampoline in somersaulting guards yeah i don't know what they're gaining by that but then that annoys me in a lot of modern films as well when people somersault to get away and you think, what is, run it's easier Why just shoot you? the person yeah. in mid flip yeah you know yeah so and then of course the last story is blake and but in blake yeah. she doesn't i don't think blake does her much of a uh a, a service in that yes we get the setup and we we find out all about Gauda Prime from her they go to Gauda Prime she is asleep and puts you know villa in on on watch yeah, and goes that to doesn't, sleep doesn't strike me as realistic unless that's, she was absolutely exhausted yeah whatever. that's a but shame because then, yeah. you know it's Avon <laughs> to the rescue isn't it in in yeah. that but scene but then that's that's set up purely for that isn't it that it, it shows how bad our save on is. Um, I think this is trouble. This is why I don't think Blake is a particularly strong episode either. Is that so? So yeah, Sulin gets some nice little scenes at the beginning, but and then as soon as, as soon as they hit Galder Prime, no one really gets anything to do. No, no. It's, she has one moment. She has one moment, and I think it is her last moment really that she yeah. ever has in the show, which is when. And and Glynis Barber is really good because you can see it on her face when the penny drops and she realises that Avon could have got Aurex yes. to send the distress call and used them as bait because she says, now that, I'd be quite annoyed. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and she's really good because you know she, she yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Avon's in trouble at that point. She would kill Avon if she thought. That he actually had done yeah. it. Yeah, that, yeah, you're right. That's a, probably a last stitch because she gets a death scene, but not. I don't think anyone comes out well of those no. death scenes. After that, that's a, that. That mm. is, I think, her last good moment because after yeah. that, she, like Villa and Dana, just follows Avon to the flyer. They get in the flyer. They arrive, you know, at the very end of the show. She shoots the hairdresser that yeah. is duffing up Tarrant. No dialogue now. She just stands there. You don't really notice. At the end, it's all about Avon and Blake, isn't it? And a little bit yeah. of Villa. You don't really look at Dana. You don't look at Sulin. You don't look at uh, Tarrant. And yes, yeah, she goes out. But I do like the fact that she's not outdrawn like Dana the warrior woman was outdrawn. She's shot in the back. 
Yeah. And if she's going to die, that's the way that she needs to die because she would outdraw some yeah. of those sparkly yeah, the, belted Federation guards. No problem. The only safe way to shoot Sulin would be in the back. And that's how she goes yeah. out. So that's. I don't know if that was if that's just a coincidence or somebody thought, hang on, she's a gunslinger, you've got to shoot her in the back. I'd like to think that that's what, I like you know, so, Mary Ridge said, yeah. you know. Because, I mean, it's either, it's either been that the character of has been really lucky in sort of the, the build-up or someone was actually putting a bit of thought into this season um, for this sort of stuff. And I, I like to think that they put a bit of thought in and, and it was a conscious decision to mm. do that. Mm. And and that's that's the end. That's the end of, yeah, of goodbye, Sulin. Now you know we had you know with Dana we were saying what a shocking waste of a character, yeah. right? We've said about Jenna that's a waste of a character. We've said about Callie, yeah, waste of a character, of a character. Uh, to ve- in varying degrees of yes, what a waste yeah. the Ian Jury song. But do you think she was a a, a waste of a character, or do you think no? What, I, what, what do you think of Sulin? I think this is the other way around. I think this is a slightly drawn character that flourished with great potential into something more, whereas all the others were greatly written characters that wilted into nothing. So I think this is this is totally the opposite. So I think this is a, a very one-dimensional character as written, certainly to start with, and the... A combination of the actress, the scripting, the look, the direction <coughs> means that the character becomes much, much more than some of its parts. And that's mm. a good character to me. That's 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 how all I mean, Villa's the same, uh Avon definitely is the same. So you've had character development, they're not mm. and it's good character development. It fleshes mm. them out. <coughs> Whereas yeah. with Callie you had you had everything you needed to know about Callie in the first story, and occasionally it would reach those heights, but mainly they didn't know what to do with her. Mm. Um, Dana, you had everything you need to know about that character in the first story, then they never used it again. Uh, and Jenna was pro- probably... Oh, I, I, I don't know whether Callie or Jenna had the best run of it, but Jenna mm. was the same way. You had this great written character... And they did nothing you know, with it. Yeah, did nothing with it. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't consider her a wasted character. I no, think, you know, um, when we see her, she she's very good. And it would be nice yeah. to... I just think it would be nice to have seen more of her. her, But because we only see her for one season. She's the only main <laughs> character that was in it for one season. So yeah. it would be I think nice... she was an un- underused character. Yes, that's what wasted. I'm saying. Yeah. But, but of course, you know, she was only in it for one season. So all these stories here mm. where she's not in it much, right? Yeah. Like animals and whatever. I'm thinking that if they had featured her more and you had more Sulin moments, it would have been to the detriment of the Villa moments or the Tarrant moments yeah. or the Dana moments. So we would have seen less of the other main characters. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think they could have, if if it had come back for season five, I think they could have got rid of Dana, just said, oh, shit, she died. <laughs> she was the only one shot with real bullets. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think in an hour-long program, you've only got so much time to devote. Uh, I think if it was made now, you would have whole episodes devoted to individual characters. Mm. Um, but back then you couldn't. It was an ensemble. You had to see everyone every week, even if they were just stood at the back doing nothing. Otherwise, yeah. I think they they presume people would forget who they were. Um, but 
flip flip it on its head and think, what would we have thought of Jenna, Callie, uh, and Dana, uh, Jenna, Callie, and Dana, Dana, if they only had one season? So, what would you think of Dana if you only had season three? What would you think of Callie and Jenna if there was only season one? I th- I, th- I think I'd think more of them because mm, they yeah. hadn't reached that point where they just w- just. Yeah, just watered down and just drifted away. Jenna, especially yeah. if if you're talking season one, Jenna, you know she had far more to do. She had little yep. character moments yeah. with like you know the space Arabs and 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 what have you. You know, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right with those characters. Mm. It's a shame actually that they went on to a second yeah. season. Or so would, in the case would of Dana, that have been the same fourth. case with Sulin? Had it we might have season been. five, would we be look? Would we be? I mean, a we'd have more episodes to do with this podcast. We'd have yes. another thirteen episodes to do. <laughs> but b would we be going back and saying that Sulin? I mean, showed great potential in her first year, but in her second year, mm. ended up making the tea. Maybe uh, this is the time for her to have yeah. gone out then. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, um, let's move on a little bit. Um, we're all main characters now, so we have a set format for yes. uh, the uh, the end of uh, uh, each show uh, her, her first line Sulin's first line would you let recall me think, it let me think so she would have been on the phone to Dorian uh, Zenon based to Scorpio Zenon based to Scorpio come in something like that oh, you're good you're, you're not word perfect but you're close uh, it's uh, Scorpio Scorpio this is based do you copy oh, look at that eh? Very good. I'll give you that. That was that, that. was close enough. All right. Do you know what her last line was? Um, I'm trying to think whether she said anything after getting in the flyer. I'm not sure she did. Would it have been about uh, her line to Avon where she says, I, you know, I wouldn't want to think that? Or No, no, no. Did you she were, say so? Yeah. You were almost right the first time. She does have one last line. When they get in the flyer, Villa says to her, what's it like being home? And she says, I wouldn't know. That was yeah. her last line. So there's still about another, what, 10 yeah. minutes, and, and she doesn't good, say anything ever again. All right? Oh. This is a daft question. The next question that I, I have to ask each, each week now is, uh, ruthless or not? Very. Probably the most ruthless character we see. She'll I've got to go back. Yeah, I keep all my notes for all, all the recordings. I've got to go back. We said that Dana was quite ruthless last yeah. week, you know, but I think we... We might have a champ. I don't know. I don't know if Avon has got more because, you know, he was in four seasons, whereas yeah. she was only in one. But for one season, she's got quite a uh, a tally. She has got, here we go, uh, four space rats, okay. um, a mutoid on Bucol 2, three guards on Xerox, another one on the Space Princess, um, five or six on Beta Fowl, you know, the trampoline in yeah. ones. Uh, <laughs> That uh, hairdresser on Gowda Prime, and then a Federation trooper soon afterwards. So if you times that that amount by four, is that more than Ava? Well, she is um, unique amongst the crew. She averages more than one kill per episode. Good old ceiling. Yes, so that's all right. (laughs) So in the Tarrant one, I said that, that if you were going on an away mission, Tarrant's probably one of the better to have. But Mm. I think, I think, if I was going on an away mission, I'd want to be beside Sulin. Hmm. I think. Or have both have, of them with yeah. you. Well, you both of them. Both. Yeah. yeah. Did we ever? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Did we ever get a, a Sulin Tarrant away mission? Only them um, undercover as you know, uh, boy yeah, and girlfriend. The dope. I would have liked to have seen that because because we said that Dana and 
uh, Tarrant worked okay, didn't we? And, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Tarrant and Subin. Hmm. I don't think she'd have put up with his nonsense. He couldn't have charmed her, could he? Oh, she would have shot him in the nadgers, wouldn't she? Yeah, she would have, yeah. yeah. All right, so behind the scenes on Sulin, right? Yep. I'm going to start off with quite a lengthy quote from Veer Lorimer, all right? Nope. Uh, about, you know hiring Glynis Barber to be Sulin. He he had remembered her. I don't know how he remembered her because he wasn't producer at the time, but he remembered her from Project Avalon. As, well I'm presuming uh, when he came toy. on as producer he would have rewatched I guess so. The tapes I guess so. For, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't the director of Project Avalon and he wasn't in the producer at that time. He was just a director at that time. He might just hang around Wookie Hole. Yes. Could be. Um, so, here we go, a lengthy quote. I've got two lengthy quotes from Villorima about yep. the hiring of Glynis Barber. Okay, here we go. He says, I remember standing up on a chair and saying, welcome to the fourth series, and I hope it's going to be a success. We have a newcomer, Glynis Barber. And I saw Stephen and Glynis look at each other for the first time. You know the song, Across a Crowded Room? Steve's face went white, the blood ran out of his face, and Glynis, who was a pale colour, went scarlet. A little while later, Steve came up to me and said, Veer, this new girl we've got, she's quite nice, actually. She, does she, is she married? I said, yes, she is, and his face fell. But they're getting divorced, so that cheered up Steve <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> and, of course, yes, they did become an item, didn't they? Yeah, um, they did, yeah. I, I don't know if it was during the production of Blake 7, because she was married to her first husband at that How point. How old was she in season four? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I could dare to try and go on IMDb and, and try and find out. Um, but it, oh, the, the other clip is about her age, actually. He says, uh, Dear Glynis was such a sweet girl, I'm afraid I privately used to call her Chubby Chops. But then she slimmed down and became rather glamorous. She was very young at that point, and I always felt very guilty somehow, because Sulin had no character at all. We couldn't find anything to, what to do with her, and she was also inexperienced, so she couldn't find anything either. But I remember, round about the episode Assassin, all of a sudden, she found a way to do it. She learnt to deliver her lines in a flip sort of way, and she was very effective after that. Hmm. So there you go. I wonder when Assassin was uh, filmed in that. Moment. Yeah, we'd have to look at the shooting order, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've got another quote, all right? Yeah. And it's not so much a quote. This, um, as I say, uh, Chris Boucher created Sulin, and yeah. um, he came up with an outline for the Sulin character, all right? Now, I don't think this is going to, in any way, you know... <coughs> you know, um, um, go against or for your idea of a uh, uh, an Oriental Sulin, yeah. all right? So here, here we are. This is his outline for the Sulin character before they filmed absolutely anything. Uh, Sulin, born on Earth, age 25. So she's meant to be 25. Uh, parents emigrated to the frontier world Darlan 4 when <laughs> Sulin was two years old. The family farmed a registrated homestead on Darlin 4 until it was redesigned an open planet on the discovery of vast mineral wealth. Since open planet designation suspends all normal law, the murder of Sulin's family by the enforcers of a mining consortium was not technically, technically a crime. Sulin was eight years old. So all this was written before, yeah. I'm guessing he wrote Blake, okay? Assuming wrongly that the child was too young to understand fully what had happened, Kia, 
the Mining Consortium's project director on Darlan 4, adopted Sulin. An enforcer himself, Keir made a second and ultimately fatal mistake when he taught the child everything he knew about the gunfighter's trade. There you go, there's that trope yeah. that he was talking about. Yeah. By the time she was 15, Sulin was an expert with any sort of handgun. Having grown up on an open planet, she was also thoroughly familiar with all the less appealing traits of human nature. When she was 17, Sulin killed the enforcers who murdered her family and Kia, the project director for whom they worked. She then left Darlan 4 and made her way to the base world of the mining consortium, where she spent the next four years systematically killing the management board for whom <laughs> Kia worked. So she, she went biblical on them. Yeah, you know? She wanted revenge not just from the man, <laughs> but, but from anybody who had anything yeah. to do it. When the vendetta was completed, she returned to Darlan 4 and visited her parents' grave. Then she left the planet for good. Since that time, she has been moving constantly, living by her wits, her gun and her beauty, all of which are considerable. Not unnaturally, she has a deep mistrust of people which expresses itself in a wry and cynical sense of humour. She is an uneasy friend and an implacable enemy. I want to see this backstory. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. What a great... I, that would be a great come on big finish yeah soon in the early years yeah that'd be brilliant wouldn't it that's such a good i mean and fair dues that didn't really change did it that's, no no that fits a, the soon yeah. but i like the idea not only did she kill the actual yeah. people that did it but everybody that was behind the decision yeah. to do it to actually that's go to I, a planet yeah. and kill or kill the managing directors yeah. of, of classic, the mining company that's a classic revenge flick isn't it that's a clint eastwood style revenge flick this is almost tarantino yeah. in nature yeah. this is like yeah. a kill bill kill thing bill. you know yeah, just go right. after yeah. all of them yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got her age. Okay. I've just looked on my notes. She she was born 1955, and they and they made it in say 80. Yeah. So she's 25. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. So about the same age as Stephen Pacey. Yeah. Now she was born um, at an early age um, in oh, South yeah. Africa. <laughs> lucky All right. Yeah. She All right, was born yeah. in South Africa as Glynis van der Riet. That's her. Na- original name. Strange. Uh, I wonder why that, she changed it. That's quite an actor's name, isn't it? Abandoned. Yes. To, to Barbara. Well, yeah. she got married. Ugh, I'm an idiot. Oh. Yeah. Most probably she married Mr. Barber. It's not weird that we're so we're so even like it's only been a few years. We're now u- so used to the idea that that you wouldn't you know, a, a woman might not take the man's name. Yeah. That it, it doesn't, doesn't even cross our minds. Yeah. That she got married. Yes. Uh, at the beginning of the show, you were saying about you know her clipped BBC accent. Yes. I, I I wonder if she her she has got a natural South African yeah. accent. Could or, well be. Or was and, that um, put on? Yeah. Well, it could be that that because if you're learning English, you would you would to try and learn English and not have an accent, you would learn that estuary BBC. Queen's well, it was English that time, style. wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dempsey and Makepeace, which she made after this. Yeah. She Mike married Michael Brandon. Um, yep. Um, in 1989, and they've been married ever since. Um, I do follow Glynis Barber on, yeah, I follow Glynis Barber on Instagram, and yeah, very often she'll put up a picture of them at some soiree, and yeah, they look very happy together still. She looks, still looks, uh, um, uh, she's she's like a picture of Dorian Gray, isn't she? Yeah, she's there's a painting in her attic somewhere that's bloody Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's... um, So I remember seeing that she came uh, I, a few. This is even a few years back, but she came back to EastEnders as um, uh, as the mother of um, the Mitchell's. Phil Mitchell's cousins. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ronnie and Roxy. That was it. 
Um, and she came back, and it was like, what the hell? This are they using some sort of weird uh, CGI? Because that's Su Lin yeah. <laughs> looking exactly like she did as Su Lin. She, she has not changed the jot. Not a jot. Um, yeah. yeah, no, she got that role in EastEnders. She yeah. she joined EastEnders in '85 when um, the original choice for Glenda Mitchell was Jill Gascoigne. Oh, right. <laughs> you mentioned Cat's Eyes earlier, yeah. Jill, Jill Gascoigne. She quit only after one day of filming. So it's funny that, you know, she got the role of Sulin because, you know, Jane Chappelle quit as Callie, and yeah. she got the role of Glenda Mitchell in EastEnders because Jill Gascoigne quit after one day, and it's like, crap, we've got to get someone else in. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, if her second choice is, she's done really well. She did very well. I mean, EastEnders, she might... Well, I don't know if she's the champ on our EastEnders tally, but as Glenda Mitchell, she she notched up 109 appearances wow. on EastEnders, right? Um, genre tally, uh, it's kind of like halfway mark, uh, 16. That's um, pretty good. That's not bad. I didn't yeah. realise she had done so much. Um, here we go. We'll go through them. Um, the first one she did was in 1976, uh, a film called Terror which I've never heard of. That it, it, it's all about a ghost of a witch. No, it doesn't ring a bell. No. Um, and then, of course... A film film or a TV film? Yeah, no, film film. Film film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then um, she was, of course, in Blake 7 twice. Yeah. As Glynis Mutoid and Sulin. Then she was in a film I have never heard of. You might have. And I definitely didn't show it. Um, Invaders of the Lost Gold. Doesn't ring a bell. It's going to be one of those Indiana Jones rip-offs, I imagine. It's an Indiana Jones knockoff from 1982 with Stuart Whitman. Oh God! That shows. <laughs> that's the Jesus, mark of, I mean, he, that's the he, mark he of quality. Stuart Whitman. That. Oh, he must Lord. have been in his sixties then. Yeah, yeah. Then she was in Jane. Okay. Yep. Then an episode of Tales of the Unexpected. Then she was in another one. I, I vaguely remember the name of it, but again, I didn't show it. Edge of Sanity. No, it doesn't ring a bell. It's um, it's Anthony Perkins's take on Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Oh right. Yeah, she played Elizabeth Jekyll in that. Oh. So I'm, I'm, I'm presumably his wife. Track that down, I think. Yes, uh, Monsters, um, which is a horror anthology TV show. Right. And then something I have never seen. I know you're a fan of the show, but I don't think you're that much of a fan of a show. I don't know if you've seen it. Turbocharged Thunderbirds. No, I've never seen the turbocharged ones. Yeah, she actually yeah. played Lady Penelope, yeah, Tintin, and Sally in that. Because oh, that's the ones where they uh, edited them down to like twenty minutes, didn't they? And added cartoon effects. And yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, actually, I've just thought about that. If she's three roles in that, she's got to go up the genre tally to eighteen now, isn't that's she? That's true. Yeah, three yeah. separate roles in the show. Three yeah. separate. Yep. Yeah. Um, next thing, I don't know it. The Fairy King of R. R? R, yeah, A-R. Perhaps they meant Camargue. Camargue, yeah, <laughs> very good. We don't have many Monty Python references in this no. anymore, do we? And no. I don't think we're going to have many towards the end. Um, the Highlander TV show, Highlander the Raven, she was in that. Uh, I never, there was about four or five of them, weren't I? It was like yeah, all different Stargate versions, yeah, on, yeah. yeah, it was like Stargate, yeah. Uh, then Dark Realm, do you know Doesn't Dark Realm? This screams quality. A horror. Did anthology. she move to Canada or something? She, she must have sound like Can- Canadian. Type. Yes, yes. <laughs> this this is a bit of the old Stuart Whitman thing, the the yeah. quality thing. Horror anthology TV show with Eric Roberts. Oh God. 
Eric, I'll appear anywhere for any price, Robert. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, he is one of the reasons why I don't like my first name. You know, it's twerks really? like so that. I, but... I don't mind him. I think he's quite funny as himself, and I thought he was okay as the master. But he, he just, he's got no quality control. He'll do anything yeah. that anyone asks of him. And you just go, no, it's him. Yeah, don't you? yeah. yeah. He, and and yeah. consequently, he's, he's diminished his name considerably. Yes. But he's um, probably got a bucket of money, so do. Yes, indeed. Yeah, not as much as his sister, but... No, yeah. definitely not. Um, and then a Tolkien rip-off called Hammer of the Gods. Uh, what that thing's about? I'm sure I've gods. seen that on... on. I've not seen it, seen it, but I've seen it on the shelves of, like, um, CEX or something. <laughs> Poundland. Yeah, yeah, with a knockoff cover, yeah. Oh well, I'll, I'll Google image it and put yeah. them on Facebook if if there's anything relevant from that. And the last thing is a supernatural TV show called The Outpost. No, that doesn't which ring a bell. I've not heard of. Right. Okay. So, so we've yeah. not seen much she's been in, has she? Have we? No, no, she's been in stuff, yeah. but uh, I haven't I haven't actually seen it. So yeah, EastEnders tally of 109, uh, Anderson tally of one. Yeah. Okay, oh, for, right. for for that turbo. Well, should thing. it should it be one or should it be three? What for Anderson? Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, no, this yeah. that is three. No, you're right. Yeah, all right. I'm I'm changing my notes now. Okay, so right, that's that bit out of the way. And before we go, we have to do the ratings, and this is going to be interesting. Yes. Now, have you got it written down what your I, one I was before? No, no. Have you got a pen I, and a piece of paper? I have. Let me grab that. Because it's getting it's getting quite a few now, aren't there? Yeah. After the day, we're actually going to have ten on this list. Right. Let me have a look. It shows how uh, prepared we Pre- are. Prepared you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. There's no pens about. Okay. There's a pen. There we go. Right. Okay. So who so, did I say? So this is the nine as of last week. So okay. from highest to lowest, you went Travis Mark two. Yep. Callie. Yep. Travis Mark one. Yep. Tarrant. Yeah. Zen. Yeah. Gan. Yeah. Jenna. Yeah. Dana. Yeah. Slave. Okay. Now you've I, got to think yeah. a minute, and some somewhere in there you've got to put the word Sulin. Yes. Now, because we're although she didn't appear in much, I always enjoy. Do you know what I'm gonna? No, don't tell me where it no, is. Okay. You put it in, and we'll go from nine to one, and we'll build up the suspense for the listener. Nine, to, it should be ten to one now, wouldn't it? Oh, sorry, ten to one. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, okay. It have might you be slotted her in? But I've, sl- I, I've managed to find room for Sue Linter. Now, I've got so. a feeling that she's not going to be near the bottom. So, so no, I think you might be right. Your number ten is still Slave, yes? Yep. And your number nine is still Dana. Correct. And your number eight is still Gan. Yep. And your number seven is still Zen. Uh, we missed Jenna off. So eight is Jenna. Oh, sorry. Seven yeah. is Gan. Jenna. Seven yeah. is seven is Gan. Yep. Six is Zen. Six is Zen. Mine are all staying the same. Yeah, so you're far. saying good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five, five. Tarrant. Five is Tarrant. So that's still the same for you, yep. isn't it? And and five. Four. Is, we'll, yep. we'll, we'll do the five. My five is still Travis. Mark. No. My 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 five. Travis is right. The next one for me is Travis Mark Two, right? right? What's your next one after that? Oh, interesting. So mine is then Sulin. Sulin goes in at number four. Sulin is only one above Tarrant. Sulin is uh, your yeah. number four. 
Yeah, because because see, I'm it's I'm it's so hard to to put these, and it's going to get harder and harder. Because Travis Mark II, still my favourite, love him. Callie, I think I I I really love Callie as a character. Travis Mark One is just he's spot on, can't fault him. So the next possible place is number four for Sulin. I yeah, no, it, it's. It's very difficult between Travis Mark One and Sulin, but I think I I enjoy Travis Mark One slightly more than I enjoy Sulin, probably because there's a little bit more to him. Well, but yeah, Sulin goes in at number four for me. I said last <laughs> week it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how she, you know, mixes up. She upset our, the uh, apple cart, won't she? And she has because yeah. right now it it stands. Your number five is Tarrant. Yes. And my number five is Travis Mark II, right? Your number four is Sulin, and yep. mine is Zen. Right. Right? Your number three is Travis Mark I, yeah. and mine is Callie. Oh, right? blimey. Your number two is Callie, yeah. and mine is Sulin. Wow, straight in at number two. Straight in at number two. She is just below Travis Mark I, which is appropriate because yeah. she, he was her boss. That's know, true, actually. When yes. she was Glynis Mutoid. No, no, no. I, I rate her, you know, um, higher than you. Yeah, obviously. you rate her higher than Callie. I'm surprised. Yes, because, yeah. you know, maybe, like you were saying earlier, if it had gone to a season five and yeah. her role had diminished, then maybe I might feel the same because that's how I feel about Callie. If you had just said to me about, you know, season, you know, one or um, Callie... Or season yeah. two, Callie. I maybe I wouldn't have, but but the season three one did her no favors. You know, I think no, I think true. what we've you're, got you're with right, Sulin yeah. is is a, a very well done character, not used enough, and was but just there for ruined, that golden yeah. one season. You know, I suppose you're. I think I think you're probably absolutely right. I'm not going to change my rating, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I'm viewing Callie as season one, two, Callie. I absolutely discount season three. Yeah, but I have to, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and there's no, just I, so I, many I ridiculous se- yeah. things in season three yeah. where it's like, that's not <laughs> that I remember. Yeah. I would I would love to have seen Sulin in season one and two. Mm. It would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, this, yeah. this is, you know, as we're going forward, this is just going to get harder and harder, you know. It I is. still can't, I don't, at this point, and I'm being melodramatic, I don't know who my favourite character is going to end up. I do not know. Well, very often I I think I do, and then we have one of these discussions, yeah, discussions and and, and goes, you will yeah. say something, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a point, and it makes you reassess. It's not just watching the episodes; it's talking at length yeah. about a character that makes <coughs> it happen as well, doesn't it? See, this this is why I think this, I mean it, this is what to me is good about fandom and fans getting together is you can have these because you can't have these conversations with someone at work. Can you really? They're not going to know what Blake Seven is. Their and eyes would just glaze yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> and it's nice. I like, I like, I like conversations like this where you wouldn't want them all the time, but but where you can discuss uh, a minor character in season three or whatever totally seriously, and it can your mind can change. I think that's, there's too much preset ideas in there where no one considers the other side. Mm. Well, that's uh, the world we're yeah, in now. That's isn't the world it? we're in now. Yeah, sadly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do. I don't know what is so exciting. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I don't know who's going to end up on top. Well, I, I, th- I think our next subject isn't going to be on top, but it is going to no. be interesting to see where we put our next character. Because of course, our yeah. next character next time is Orac. Orac, yes. 
that, that who that. I'm trying to. I mean, we'll we'll discuss it next week. But I don't. I'm trying to think of a Dafforak performance. I can't think. Save of it one. for next week. Save yeah, it. Yeah, ha- have a think yeah. about it and save it for next week. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's heating up, mate. It's heating up. It is heating up. Um, next week's episode is also a bit of a special one as well because not yeah. only is it Orac time, it's going to be quiz the listener time. Um, next episode, we will be giving out a lot of questions for you, listener, for you yes. to answer. This is all, all gearing up towards episode 100, which we uh, intend to have lots of input from from you, dear listener. So because yeah, we'll have said everything we want to say. We'll be then. spent by then. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. So please tune in next week because um, we've got some questions to to ask. Yeah. Completely separate from the ORAC thing. It's a two part show. So we've got lots of questions to ask, and when the ORAC episode comes out. They will also be going up on Facebook, and then you've got, you know, a few weeks to actually reply. Yeah. Hopefully, you can reply to the questions that are going to be asked. Okay. All right. Well, join us Brilliant. next time for that one. Um, Looking forward to that one. All right. Okay. All right. Go off and have, have your cold shower now, Ian. I'm going to. I'm going to go and think long and hard about Sue Lynn. Yeah, you're and, turning into and, Rick Mayo again, aren't you? And should should she <laughs> should she. Uh, be higher on my list yes <laughs> you, you you can reevaluate. you can come back next week and go I, oh, you I, know I, 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 yeah I, I, I i've had a rethink you can do that anytime as can i, I. might yeah because you know on our our um uh, guest character list mm-hmm. so you sent me those the other day and said you know we've we've got to do the final one and that's changed slightly in yeah and uh, i mean it's changed completely almost but it's changed slightly in the order of the people people that that's are already fine. in there yeah that, that's fine of course that's another thing we're doing next week you and i yes. will be announcing because we have now passed the point of guest characters we will yep. be doing our um announcing our top five yes. guest characters on the show we're doing that next week as well yes i mean the the the, the listener can do that as well send them in to us yep yep, yep. absolutely yep. yeah all right okay Brilliant. well speak to you in a week then ian yeah speak to you in a week then Eric. Right. thanks, thanks then. then bye-bye bye, bye. bye.